0: Because I, know, I don't get sick normally. I mean, I work in the doctor's office, so my immune system's pretty good. Right. So if I get something, it takes me down. Right, and, and, that was, and that was this past uh, early February, man. Like, I had a fever 101. Mm-hmm. I had the fever and chills and just, like, it was just all bad. I think, I remember you, you and I were messaging that weekend or whatever, but I pretty much slept all weekend i think every time you're like oh yeah hey, you're hey, like man. i just
1: woke up from like a five hour nap <laughs> yeah
0: and you're like oh cool what, what, what are your plans for now you, i think i'm about to go, I, back, I to sleep. go back to sleep
1: <laughs> oh no you then you would no, you wouldn't respond we would talk for a minute and then you would stop responding and then like six hours later hey man i fell back asleep." <laughs> you're like oh good because it was oh, either yeah. that or you fell or in the you, middle of a yeah, street yeah, you, or you got hit in that yeah you fell you fell on the shoulder of a street <laughs> in the middle of the night in a bad neighborhood so all that to say take care of yourselves everyone
0: (laughs) yes Uh, and i said this last week on the intro but flu season has been officially extended into may the cdc announced
1: so mother
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know get get the flu shot guys because it's coming
1: All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to The Side Hustle, the every other week team hustle catch up where we talk about what's going on in our lives and try to motivate you to succeed in your life. Here is Michael Lutheran, my co-host, as always.
0: Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hollywood Hustle podcast.
1: Hollywood Hustle I'm joined podcast. by my brother
0: here, Daniel Tuttle. Hello. And every week on this show, we share the stories and struggles of those trying to work towards success. Uh, Whether you're an artist, an entrepreneur, everything. We are always interviewing guests. Every other week, we have our main guest interviews. And the side hustles are moments for us, Team Hustle, to check in. That's what I just said. That's what we're doing. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) That's what's what's happening. happening right now. Right now. No, not... When will it happen?
1: Now. No. But that was then.
0: But when will then be now?
1: Yesterday soon soon <laughs> too hot spaceball's reference yes. let's
0: let's check in let's hear what's going on in each other's lives it's been
1: a good feels like forever
0: feels like forever i guess it's only been a couple weeks
1: <laughs> yeah but we've both like all last week i was uh, from this recording i was sick i barely could talk to anybody yeah uh, and so me and you didn't talk that much last week mm-hmm. and i th- i know you had been sick a little bit before that so uh, you and I just Most have February. not had a, a, you know, a lot of con- conversating between us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm healthy. Yay. Yay. Thank you for all the support and kind messages, everyone. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I would, man, I was out uh, and I had a sick kid at the same time I was taking care of. And so it's like are, kids, they're just
0: breeders. Oh, of colds and flus. And he's like
1: me. He doesn't get sick. And so when he does, he's just, he, I mean, literally just out. He's just like the exorcist. Yeah. Kid,
0: just vomit all over the walls. For,
1: not that much, but close. <laughs> Uh, but like, I couldn't really get healthy because I had to watch him and, and, uh, you know, get, give him what he needs. Yeah. And then so, but when I tried to lay down and be like,
0: daddy, and it's like, he's sick and he's getting you sick. <coughs> and then you trying to help him gets him sick. Yeah.
1: And, and, and he loves to drink from like mine and my wife's water bottles. So we had to like, I, I've had to tell Russian him several le- times, like, don't drink from my water bottle right now. Uh, until I'm, I I feel like I am better, and I get to wash it. Like yeah. I need to wash it, get it clean. And so we washed your water bottle because you just got better. So it was just a whole. But I want mix. it now. Uh, it was, there was a lot, a lot of YouTube and a lot of Gus the Gummy Gator. Oof. Oh, that sounds very enjoyable it is not but on the bright side i we have finished the first draft of our short film mikey and i are working on yay Mm. nice nice. congrats Uh, we it's man it has been uh, a long road of conversation and going back and forth on a lot of different when did you
0: start when when would you say like you and mikey met and started working on this together
1: I want to say November, maybe November.
0: Okay. That's or
1: right. November. I want to say that sounds about, right. um, but it's just been, it's been, like we've been writing it in pieces and we know how long we want it to be. We know, we knew what the story as a base was, but as we went along, we just found so many new things about the story itself and how we wanted to structure it and tell the story. And, you know, by the end of it, there are things that were in it when we first started, they are no longer there. Like, Part, there's part, no alien ship no alien end. ship anymore but there were parts of it that seemed the most important like there there were small little things like there was a um a prop that was going to be a major anchor to a lot of the story that we got rid of because we realized we didn't need it mm-hmm. and especially if we switched telling the story to this way and we found a way to anchor the whole story in a totally different way that actually fit my initial idea for the movie better
0: and I know you just from our collaborations and everything. Mm. I know you work
1: more often
0: on a more serialized format, very episodic. Yeah. Mm. This is a short film. It's going to be about forty to fifty minutes. Hey, that's my cat, Conan. Our O'Brien. other co-host, Conan. Our our, our our third co-host just joined us, Conan O'Brien. Everyone, hello, Conan. Yay. <laughs> um, but I know you work more in a serial format. So yeah. how was how's it been working in just a, um, more, uh, not linear as a not the but like just a, just a singular narrative.
1: Concept. yeah, I you know, I I came in knowing that's what I wanted it to be. And so I think that helped a lot. Like I knew this is a short film or this is a film at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that helped. like and I and I really kept myself from like making and it was ve- it's a very singular story. so I knew there's no way this could be a, t- a show. like sure. there's a, it, there's not enough meat to it. To make it, a you know a thirteen episode, twenty two episode, and, and it season. doesn't always have to be no, not right? at all. And so, and I was excited about that. I was excited to write a film that wasn't a, a TV series. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's been a lot of conversation and a lot of. I, I wish I could show more, share more details, but um,
0: in, at, at, in in later time, later time, yes, yeah.
1: Um, but it's definitely been it's been a, a long road, and to get to this point where we had all the pieces, literally, like you printed. I mean seven different files for me Like one was just a scene another one was like a whole act another one's another act and then there was one that was a previous full version of the film so mm-hmm. like there's all these things and basically it was me today and yesterday piecing those together in a way that made sense and that was the biggest thing was i wanted to make sure and, and as that's okay, you read it it's
0: just the first rough oh draft. no
1: absolutely but i wanted i think my main thing was i wanted to make sure that when you since it was me and mikey writing it separately and then kind of putting it together I wanted to make sure it felt as one. Yeah, that when you read it,
0: that it's the same narrative. Yeah, voice. it's like all of a
1: sudden the format's written differently and <laughs> all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, I need to make sure that this feels like one person wrote it. Sure. And um, today was a lot. And then even today, when I was finishing it up, there was some changes I made to lines. I added a few things to um, add to the story and and things like that. So, uh, but it was a really good finish or feeling when I got to the end and nice. was able to kind of be like, it's done. I, I'm congratulations. First <laughs> and foremost, I think writing is so
0: cool in that writing like sculpting or like being an artist with paint and canvas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you actually get to see a final product Yeah, in a way at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel. Right. Um, as an actor, you, the actor's curse is you never get to like enjoy your own work mm. in a way, right? Like it, with theater, you're never going to be able to watch your own performance, and with film, it's more about the editing, right? And there's so so many things that go into crafting your performance on film. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like with a script, like that is something that is finite, like it is there, it is there in pages. It,
1: it it is and it isn't. It's a very loose finite because I think there's always something where you go, oh, I should have done that. I should have oh, that line could have been written differently. Uh, you know, you're always going to see. Alternate versions of certain parts of the story. Now, the story is a the the basic narrative. Maybe something where like, that's the perfect way to tell this. But you can. Uh, there's always going to be moments. I think we're like, oh, I could have added this word in, or uh, well, I sure, could have added I, this line. But you know?
0: I, I, my my thing is that you get to visually see the
1: progress. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely getting made. It it really is like putting you know building a bridge and seeing the different pieces come together to finally make this first version of the bridge, like the the mm-hmm. sticks version. <laughs> Before you decide to make the, the cement version yeah. of it. So it was it's been it's been a, a long road and it was really exciting to put it together and feel like this is something even cooler than I had initially imagined. Nice in my head. And the the way we're telling the story is again completely different from five months ago when we initially talked about it. And well, that's where you like, want it to be in a way. Like yeah, after working on it for months
0: Mm -hmm. you would hope that it's actually evolved and isn't the (laughs) same thing No, absolutely and and it
1: really and like i said we we found a an anchor for the story that really delves into one of the themes of it which is memory Mm -hmm. and we found a way to actually bring that out more in the way we tell the story and uh, uh and so i thought that was something i hadn't thought about that we just discovered as we were writing it and and again that we replaced like something that I thought was going to be a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. We ended up just getting rid of because we didn't need it anymore. Wow. And so uh, that, that was something that really, but again, that offered challenges because there were moments that were hinging on this thing. And so we had to figure out, well, how do we still make this happen, but without this thing and still make it meaningful. Yeah. And today was one of those days I had to come up with something for that. And that was, I was like, and, but by doing so, I discovered something that again added to the story. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. That's, that's and that's going to be something that I'm sure you and Mikey will address more. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm currently, yeah. Him and I are, we, we, we are still obviously working on it. We're going to do a table read, which I will record, um, because I want to, I'm recording kind of this process for the show to put, put put out later uh, as a small little limited series. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just really exciting to have it done and I can't wait to hear Mikey's thoughts on it. Congrats. So I'm really excited about it. And then, uh, also some other great stuff. Um, so a guy who I had cast in a thing back in Dallas several years ago, um, has moved to LA since then. Um, and he has worked for a production company and made a lot of contacts in the business. And he actually reached out to me a few weeks ago and about getting together and he loves my work. And cause I, I wrote a thing that he was going to be in. And, uh, we have talked and he wanted like a pitch list of things um that I have written or want to write and sent it to him. And there's a few things that he really uh really liked on it. And uh so we're we're kind of in talks and I know you're gonna be a part of that. Yeah. Um to kind of see maybe about getting something shopped around hopefully. You
0: know, it's it's exciting because it it goes to show it it really is about who you know. Yeah. And some it,
1: of the stuff that's been sitting around for six years. But what's
0: amazing <laughs> is that this is this this guy is someone that you know, you you guys work together, you collaborated together, and then you both moved on through your own journeys. Mm-hmm. And now we're back. You're back, and yeah. LA br- does that. It brings people back and
1: together, it, and it, and it means a lot. I know you've had this with acting, where it means a lot when someone calls you and was like, "Hey, I remember you're really good.
0: <laughs> I would
1: love to get together and still work on something with you." Yeah. So many years later. Yeah. Where like I haven't I haven't talked to him in years, like since this thing, and mm-hmm. so. That that just it, it it's a nice boost to, it is. to the ego. It's the a little bit. getting the
0: band back together. Yeah, vibe of like you know the fact that you guys had a relationship that was so positive that you're you are able to improvise. Yeah. in a way together, and when you get together, you can just come up with ideas yeah. and content. And the fact that he's willing to look over your you know the the work that you have done or or your pitches yeah. as it were is
1: uh is really exciting yeah I'm, I'm I'm excited to see kind of where it goes and obviously we'll keep everyone updated on where that ends up yeah so how nice. about you buddy what have you been up to
0: oh man it's been a, you know it's been a t- minute been, been a minute I guess past couple of weeks um the the first thing that I've been doing I guess to just to update you guys I think it was either the last side hustle or the one before, but I did, uh, call my insurance and requested, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 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 requested like mental health treatment, mm-hmm. right? Like I just, I needed therapy because there has been so much stress and stuff at work that tired of, you know, coming home and not feeling like I'm in control of mm-hmm. anything. Right. And so, uh, a lot of conversations we've had off the podcast have helped in stuff as well, but, Um, I've now had three weeks of, um, uh, as of this week, it'll be three weeks Mm -hmm. of just weekly meetings and it's really amazing, really profound. I mean, it's in, in acting class terms, I realize I am someone that can, tends to cover Mm -hmm. a lot. I tend to, um, push certain feelings down and so you know it's, we're peeling the onion yeah, or whatever to put it the in the parfait. terms the parfait <laughs> and so um, it, it's just it feels good, good to man. finally take control of something yeah things. absolutely even, even if it's just to go into the room and be like
1: I don't know how much crap are you talking about me um how many like episodes s- do we have of this 60 podcast? 40 you know? <laughs> <laughs> like 60 40
0: 60, 40 percent you <laughs> no not at all not at all um but it's really great really my therapist she's wonderful good so it's it's a really good fit
1: i think i'm glad, so. it, I'm glad it's helpful man there's no there, there's some sort of you know there's some sort of like stigma about get it going and seeing a therapist because it just means you're crazy or something's wrong yeah or, or something is, is so desperate yeah and off. it's like and that's not the case yeah. it's sometimes you just need it yeah. and you just need someone to talk to
0: yeah and you know it was hard and speaking of that stigma i gave that to myself mm-hmm. in a way like it, it took me a minute to tell anna Karen like hey by the way i had this appointment the mm-hmm. other day like because i felt naturally uh bad mm-hmm. you know i i felt like is that a bad thing that i'm telling someone because well,
1: because like, people can be like well what's wrong is it me is it is it my? you know like yeah. is it problems with me is it problems with us is a problem with this what we do now and like yeah. it freaks people out for some reason it's yeah. like no it's it's not a it's, it's about all of it
0: yeah well and for, and you know karen she, like i she knew that it wasn't anything to do with us it's right but it, hers was just but like it's, but it's it's everything it's everything. Uh no, but it, it's just I, I felt bad that I couldn't tell her right. in that moment when I called. So um, but that's going well now. Um, I also had a job interview. Um, this was actually Yay. and it was actually brought about from this podcast. Funny enough, um, someone that I went to acting class with um actually uh, a couple of years ago, she listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And she heard this at one of our, the episodes where I was talking about wanting to transition away from the medical field. Right. And a spot actually opened up in the company that she worked. Yes. And so I was invited to an interview and it was an amazing, it, it felt so good to kind of have that icebreaker interview mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, this is what it feels like. Right. And, but to also be in the company of people I know who I know who respect my work, right. my work ethic and everything. And it was a great interview, and I was given the choice of, like, would you want this job, even though it doesn't fit in your um, your goals that you want to have of it right. being creative and whatnot. And it, and it didn't. And I'm someone in the past where I would naturally say yes, mm-hmm. even if it's not what I really right. want. And so kind of summing up, you know, what I wanted to say, and so, you know, I... Lightly, he was like, you know what? I'm actually not going to take this position.
1: And I, I I respect that. I think it's I, I, after you told me about it and what it was and all the the details behind it, it, ma- it made sense for it. It didn't make sense as a move. Yeah. From from where you are now, mm-hmm. it, it just it, it didn't make sense.
0: No. And and the thing is, if I'm going to be moving away from, a, you know, shifting careers right. from the medical field to something else, I want right. to make sure that I'm doing something that I'm going to right. love. Well, it either doing.
1: needs to be higher paying. It needs to be higher, or paying. or in the field that you you want to start stepping stepping in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so and this one really wasn't that. And it was nice that they also kind of recognized that. So we had a very you know professional conversation about mm-hmm. that. So, but that was a cool experience. Something you know kind of gave me some hope for maybe the months and stuff to come. And then uh, the other thing is is that I also was invited to be a reader. Nice. for an audition. Um, at actually at the same casting studio that you had your auditions right. at nice. Space Station Casting. Nice. Um, it was a friend of mine, Megan from Met Again, uh, Megan Duquette. Uh, you can follow her at Megan Duquette on Instagram. Megan Duquette. Um, but wonderful short film that she wrote, and she just asked me to be the reader, um, for the actresses that she was bringing in. Nice. And as the afternoon was going on and everything, like it's it's so cool to sit on the other side of the table. It really, is. and like. Being blown away by other people's interpretations and being like, "Oh wow! If you choose this person, it completely changes them." It's movie. it's hard.
1: It is so hard because I don't know if I could be a casting director. Everyone brings in so many different things that you're just like, I don't. It it's all it all works. Yeah, it <laughs> it
0: all works. Like you're not wrong. Yeah. Um. But apparently, uh, though I was doing something right, uh, in the audition room because, uh, as I was about to leave. Because uh, they were about to transition to a new set of actors, mm-hmm. uh, Megan invited me to audition. Oh, nice! For the part, and cool. so went up, and she actually really liked it, and invited me for a callback. Nice, very cool. And man. so that was great. And it felt really good. Um, the callback went really great. Uh, she actually sent me the footage. Oh, good. Of it, so I can like watch myself. Nice. Give myself notes. And but, then cry. And then cry. <laughs> um, but she, I also got a, a phone call to say that I wasn't gonna get the role
1: oh well at least she called but i got a
0: call and the thing is that she's a dear friend of mine Mm -hmm. and the fact that like this audition came from me just saying yeah i'm willing to help Mm -hmm. you know i'd love to help in any way that i can and then oh be invited for a callback uh for a project that i didn't know if i was gonna even be like a thought of being cast for right um was pretty cool nice man so uh that felt really good getting to see
1: the other side of the casting world it's I love casting. It's it sucks. Part of it sucks. But it's also really cool yeah. to watch and to see just everyone just do different things. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 then the discussion about it and what what oh, those, what they those, brought. Those quick in between yeah. conversations. It's yeah. just like it's 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 just enlightening.
0: And 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 as an actor, it was also a learning experience of seeing nerves mm-hmm. in the audition room, seeing what people do well mm-hmm. to manage certain situations and Others, when you could tell, maybe weren't taking the direction or weren't really listening. Right. Um, so it, w- it was just a wonderful learning experience. So actors out there, if you can, get in an audition room, not for yourself, but just to be a reader. Absolutely. Um, but this past week, we had episode 81 mm-hmm. one, of the podcast with Katerina Van Durham. Mm-hmm. Um, any big takeaways for you from this interview?
1: Oh, man, uh, just, I think just like, I think what blew me away from that interview overall was just someone's desire to succeed Mm -hmm. and just not letting anything really hold them back, not letting any uncomfortability or awkward situations or uh, uh, unknowns Mm -hmm. keep them from pursuing their, their life. And also just she was so positive. Yeah, The whole conversation, listening back to it, because it's been a while since we actually had the interview. That was was in October. (laughs) Yeah, last October. (laughs) So like listening back to this interview, she's just so positive and just, and you hear what she's saying and the positivity doesn't match sometimes. And I'm just like, that's, how are you so positive about this? Well, yeah. Like talking about I mean, how things worked out obviously, I've, but like when she's talking about her childhood
0: yeah. in Czechoslovakia and like mm-hmm. not having electricity yeah. and like just spending nights just in candlelight right. and everything it's.
1: And it's just hear about it, like her coming to America and, and dealing with the language barrier and um, some of the awkward things she had to deal with. Some of the horrible things she had to deal with mm-hmm. uh, just all of it really just was so cool to hear like, She's so positive still and where she's come from to where she is now and how she's taken advantage of the opportunities she has gotten Mm -hmm. to continue to build on those opportunities to finally kind of have her own thing. And, and to me, I think that's the biggest lesson is when you start finding those stepping stones is use every moment to your advantage for your future.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Melinda Hale, who was our special co-host uh, that joined us for this interview.
1: Who will be joining us on the show eventually. Yes, please. And just a shout out. She has a new song out uh, called the La, La song. It's amazing. Check it out on Spotify. Yeah,
0: she's on Spotify. And she also has a new podcast, uh, the hashtag we need to talk uh, podcast. Mm, can't wait. To, Check to to it, it out, guys. That, yeah, um, But she, I think she kind of, she encapsulated it best when she was uh, talking about, how she also lives a life of positivity. Mm-hmm. And when you... I would say that just like you, I'm a very positive person and I think I've attracted a lot of positivity in my life and my career as well. And I'm a firm believer in what you, what you talk about and what you think about is what you bring about. And I've tried to um, you know, live my life that way when you live that positivity, you attract that positivity and what kind of what goes around comes around. And like when you're putting out positivity in the world, positivity is going to come back to you. Mm -hmm. And the more positive people you surround
1: yourself with means you're just going to be lifted up. And I truly believe that because I think even with this show, that's one of the things you and I are really big about is being positive in our social media and Mm -hmm. in our uh, conversations. And yeah, we want to have like serious conversations, we wanna have deep conversations, we wanna get into it with people, but there's no problem with just having a fun, positive conversation. And I, I truly believe the the journey that this show has been on, a lot of that is in regards to our our positive image yeah. and, and our motivational image.
0: Yeah, I well, I think it this podcast could have easily been about like, oh well. You know the fact that I didn't get cast in that movie. Mar, 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 was, this industry
1: sucks. All of it yeah, sucks. <laughs> yeah, like this is
0: how the industry should be run. Mar, 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 it's mar, a mar. sham. Yeah, <laughs> you know rubble, it, rubble, it, rubble, it rubble. could have been that, but you know we're 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 understanding, and I think mm-hmm. we also are realists. <laughs> yeah, we're realists. And um, something that I also th- really loved about this interview was mm. for Katerina's perspective on us. Mm. As a country, as a people, yeah, and stuff. I think we we as Americans we don't ever normally hear that perspective anyway. Yeah. Because you know us Americans we're we're used to just talking about ourselves mm-hmm. and stuff. But like how she really her her path to succeed was paid by the graciousness of people that right. were willing to put uh, lend out a helping hand right. to her, and like how nice people were right. to her.
1: Well, you also again hearing the differences between like where she came from. And I hear like one of my favorite parts is at the beginning where she's like, somebody's like, why do you wear Marlboro stuff all the time? <laughs> you know, like, that's not a thing here. Right. And but like in her country, that's a thing. Like, yeah. people, they have festivals and all this stuff were dead. And so it was one of those where like just those small things just like where you just realize like you you get do get stuck in your bubble and mm-hmm. you forget like there's countries out there that do a wide variety of things and think so differently about so many different things Yeah, and cultures are completely different from our own. And, and it's easy to forget that sometimes because we get so stuck in the repetitive arc of our culture. Yeah. You know, well, and even her David Hasselhoff
2: yeah.
0: story about like, that was her image of Hollywood yeah. of, of quote unquote America. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to take I'm okay that with for granted. David, ha-
1: David Hasselhoff representing America. Yeah, I'm
0: cool with that. I'm cool. <laughs> but like I, it's so easy to forget, you know, there are many places in the world that, you know, don't have access to the amount of culture and, you know, the stories and the, and the people that are here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as a storyteller, as a screenwriter, as an actor, like we kind of have this responsibility when we're going out there and telling stories, you don't know who's going to see it. Yeah. And and it could be the thing that changes someone's life to make them to want to come here or to go out and change their communities and stuff. So, it was pretty powerful mm-hmm. I felt and so we'd love to hear what you guys thought about Katarina van Durham's interview with us. Um, you know, amazing guest and really great global perspective of the Hollywood hustle
1: mm-hmm. spirit, I think. Um, so Michael, uh, you, we kind of caught up a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's motivating you this week? What's kind of getting you going, getting you moving and, and keep, keeping you working. So
0: what's inspiring my hustle this week, uh, many of our longtime listeners know I've been wanting to work on a play. Mm-hmm. There's this play that's been in the back of my head for many years and the same gentleman that's, uh, you know, Daniel's co-writer on this short film, Mike Tobias. Mikey DeBias, former guest of the podcast. Um, he has been working with me on trying to get me to start kind of getting, uh, you know, idea to paper Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I've had a more difficult time with it. Writing doesn't come as naturally to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I picked up the book that initially kind of helped inspire my idea Mm. for my play. And it's called Will in the World, uh, How Shakespeare Became Shakespeare. And it's written by Stephen Greenblatt. Um, I picked up this book back in 2010, 2011, and I didn't finish it. um, And I'm going to finish it this time. Um, And it's just... Of course, Shakespeare being this amazing, famous playwright, there's very little known about his personal life. Mm -hmm. And Greenblatt has really um, taken his time and read across all of Shakespeare's contemporaries, really gone through all the research to kind of give a really um, believable um, perspective of what Shakespeare's life was like. So really excited to dive into this book and to just start getting the ideas loose again. So how about you, man?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I just want to mention, I don't think I ever told you this. Uh, There's a theater I worked with back in Dallas uh, called the uh, 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 cl- Classic. Oh, man, I forgot what it was called. It was called something was contemporary classic theater company or something like that. Um, but the one of the owners wrote a one man show uh, with a British director, a very popular British director um, about this guy who works at the Globe back in Shakespeare times. <laughs> Um, and is working the night of the fire, oh, and he wow. runs the prop room, but he always wanted to be an actor. And the whole story is him going through these famous props from different Shakespeare plays, yeah, and repeating lines and scenes from different Shakespeare plays, but telling the story. At the end of the play, after the end of it, the globe burns down, oh. and it's it was beautifully done. They I, the performance of it was amazing. Uh, but I just wanted to share. That no, it I kind of reminded me of that.
0: I love that. I mean, it it, it kind of sounds as like noise, uh, noises off. Mm. Um, but Shakespeare version, absolutely. Um, but but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really taken to this book. Uh, he really handles it not only in an academic way, but also re- kind of shows how um, throughout his life there are certain phrases that are in Shakespeare's plays and stuff. He's even able to find certain like. Contemporary sayings of where Shakespeare might have gotten right. that from. So, if you love language, if you love Shakespeare, this is a really great book. Again, it's Will in
1: the World by Stephen
0: Greenblatt. Well,
1: I know, and I know you've had some struggles, kind of getting down and, and starting this project, this this play. And 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 one, if I can offer any advice, please. Um, one of the best things, and this is what I do a lot of times when something kind of seems big and scary, uh, because it's just a big thing to to tackle. Is sit down and just find the smallest thing you can work on, mm-hmm. whether that's names of characters or locations mm-hmm. or one scene and just outline that scene. Like just break it down to the smallest pieces. Yeah. So it doesn't seem so big mm-hmm. that you're just going into a big open void that you feel you have to fill. Sure. And so, that way it gives you, know, you a skeleton, uh, you know, absolutely. Some, something to Because eventually from. as you do this, you'll realize I've got it. Mm -hmm. now i can write it yeah and so just slowly and it could be even then like could just be let me come up with some scenes ideas just scene ideas doesn't have to be super descriptive just yeah i just want i want a scene where this happens Mm -hmm. and that way you you slowly build it sure and 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 it'll motivate you i think to do more yeah so just some no i love that thank you so much man
0: what's uh inspiring you
1: uh i just finished a book that i've been uh, uh uh listening to for a while called uh Big Magic uh, Creating, or uh, uh, I gotta look at it here. Uh, Big Magic Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. And Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Mm. Um, and it's basically her perception and theory and outlook about being creative and being a writer. And it was really fascinating. She has some really great antidotes and great stories in it. And a lot of it was just don't be afraid. And, 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 and turn any fear you have into desire and passion. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like, and it was different types of fears of, you know, fear of losing your baby, quote unquote, and, and fear of this or fear of having to change something and, you know, just these different things. But my favorite line in the whole book is near the end where she, t- she's talking about um people who. Feel they need a darkness to be a writer. And they talk about, like, you know, they, they need to be alcoholics or drugged addicts. Mm-hmm. They have to have the drug or they won't be creative. And one of the things she says is, the art wants to be created and it wants you to create it. And even now it like tears me up because mm-hmm. I heard that and it was just a moment where I even stopped. I was walking Mind when blowing. I heard it and I just stopped and I was like, wow. Like, to think that way, like the art wants to be created and it wants you to create it. Mm-hmm. And it's not specific what that art is. Just it wants to be created. Yeah. It wants to be, it wants to exist and it wants you to do it. Yeah. It wants you to discover it. And so you don't have to, and, and that's where she goes and you don't have to have a drug for it to happen because it just wants to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's a beautiful book. I highly recommend it. There's so many great antidotes and stories and ideas about just being creative and being a writer. And uh, it's really great. So that's, uh, uh, so, so that's Big Magic, big Creative, magic, Living, living beyond. beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. I highly, highly recommend it. Nice. So today, Michael, speaking of getting things done, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I as, a, as a writer, I, I have so many times where I go through a day writing either very little or not writing anything, And maybe doing one of the things somewhat creative, something with the podcast or something like that. But there are days where I'm like, I don't get things done. Yeah. I have trouble motivating myself to get to work. What what are some things, I mean, what are some things you feel like keep you from getting things done? Gosh. Well, one of the big things for me is
0: the specific type of job that I have right now working in a medical office. It's... It's a medical office. People are there because something's going on with their lives. And so it's a job that requires your total attention Mm -hmm. because if you're not paying attention, something can go wrong. You could send the wrong information to a different doctor's office. Something might not be followed through and that affects the patient. Mm -hmm. And so lately I've just, I am so focused at my job that I'm and then by the time I'm done with it, I am so exhausted that in terms of creativity, in terms of wanting to write or other things, I feel so tired and I don't know where to begin at that point. And so for me, it's like I have this job, which, you know, I am very grateful to have a job in Los Angeles and that it is able to support me and sustain me. Um, And it is also this job that I need because I have an expense, not an expensive wedding. I have a wedding coming up Mm -hmm. this year. So it's not one that I can just jump away from, Mm -hmm. you know, and think that everything's going to be okay. So that's kind of, for me, it's like I have this pressure and even just talking about it now, I feel like Mm -hmm. tense in the shoulders, shake it out. But I have all this focus on this job. Mm -hmm. And I want to, and one of the things I'm trying to work on is trying to ease off the gas pedal from that job to allow more time and resources to go towards the more creative things that I want to be doing.
1: now I totally understand that. I think there's times where a lot of like life, general life mm-hmm. outweighs my, my mind, yeah. where, you know, that I can't, I can't think creatively because I'm thinking about bills or Nolan or whatever is going on at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things, though, for me is the fear that nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. yeah. and that I'm going to sit here and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going to think of anything. And then I let that decide, I well, well then just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible, terrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible thing to not try. And I kick myself when I'm like, well, I'm out of time now. I could have done something probably. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's one of the biggest problems I have is that I go, well, what if I don't come up with something? Yeah. Or what if it sucks? And, and it's so easy to come up with a thousand excuses. I'm not, I don't have an office. Mm I don't, I don't have an office. I don't have a place to write. Yeah. I don't have a writing place. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't have a servant named Reginald. I don't, I don't have enough to write. Yeah. I don't have enough content to put down. Yeah. But, even if you wrote a sentence mm. it's a start yeah it's and and that's and that's something i have to remind myself a lot or what, what don't work on this work on something else and that's and i have such a tr- i have a hard time not working on that mm. because that's what i want to work on and if i can't work on that well what's the point yeah and i and so it's it's i have to sometimes a lot Let my brain go, well, what do you want to work on, brain? Yeah. Like, well, fine. What do you want to do? Well, going back to your previous point, right? Like the art wants to
0: be discovered. Mm -hmm. You can't sometimes force it in a way, right? No, absolutely not. Sometimes it just
1: has to appear. Well, the thing is, I I think the problem that I I don't let myself just write. Hmm. And that's a problem. I should let myself, even if it's garbage and I throw it away the next day, I should just let my brain write something because yeah. then I'm writing. Yeah. And it's getting into a habit. You get stuck in the editing mm-hmm.
0: process in a way rather than just keep on going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm so used to like, I'm one of those people like I, I feel like I have to know what it is I'm going to write to write it. Mm. And if I don't know what it is,
0: that's, how, wh- how, that's how where I, I get stuck. <laughs> how can I
1: put that on paper? Yeah. You know, uh, one of the quotes I found recently and I, I posted on our, our social media uh was about habit Mm. and how uh you know believing something will get you started but habits going to get you there yeah and and i think that's something i have to remind myself like getting into a habit of continuously working on stuff and like sometimes like the podcast stuff sometimes is easy because it's i have to post it or (laughs) it's not going to be heard yeah You know, I have to respond to these people or they're not going to be on the show, Mm -hmm. you know, or we're not going to have guests. And so like there's 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 small consequences to not doing something. Sure. You know, there's still some emails I need to respond to (laughs) to some people, uh, which is great. It's a great problem to have. But when it's writing, there's no I'm not writing for a show. I I don't have a deadline. I You know, Mikey is the nicest, most relaxed person (laughs) in the world. He would never pressure me to finish anything unless somebody was paying us. And so there's no real pressure there to get it done. No no offense, Mikey. No. But yeah. So it's one of those things where it is me having to go get it fucking done. Yeah. Well, and I, I think sometimes where I've
0: gotten also, you know, because we work in the reality of this industry of where we are at our current place of like, we're, we don't have a studio backing any projects that we want to do mm-hmm. and stuff like anything, including this podcast that we want to make happen. We have to financially right. make that happen. So, so, so uh, the the thing that I was just going to say sorry. is that I allow the production cost like convince me like, Oh, well I, I, I can't think about paying for something like that. So I'm not going to work on that right,
1: right now. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you on the other side real quick to kind of wrap it up when do you feel the most motivated? Not Uh, just, not specifically for this. Sure. Um, To be creative. To
0: be creative. I find myself at my best when I am in a room full of creative people. Mm. Um, We don't all need to be working on the same thing. Um, I think that just comes from the theater Mm. uh, nerd in me of like thinking back to when I was in high school and after class, you know, after classes we would just hang out at the theater and whether you someone was writing a play or working on a set or something like that there is like this fun you know energy that you know was palpable and you know i know through our experiences of working together you know oftentimes it's in a meeting we we're, we're chatting and like th- that's where the ideas happen so i think i am at my best when i am around
1: creative people mm-hmm. i think in the same way when i'm having conversations with people who are actively working on things and we're, we're discussing it and we're talking about it and we're sharing ideas and thoughts. That's obvious. I think that's, yeah, that's when I feel most. When I'm, mm-hmm. when I, when I'm talking with somebody and they're like, Oh yeah, we're doing this and we just filmed this and we're working on this. And then it's like, that's awesome. Like I'm doing this and I, w-, and and then we share ideas and thoughts and, and struggles. And, and, and I want to go home and be like, I want to get this done now mm. because I, you know, I want to, I want this to be done. D- to, to kind of phrase it in an experience, I'm an actor who kind of
0: lately been finding I love the rehearsal in many ways more than the performance. Interesting. Like I do enjoy the performance and and like go, going through from A to
1: Z. But the exploration. But it's the exploration.
0: Yeah. Like working on Metagen or something like that. It was in the rehearsals when you're throwing everything that you got on the wall to see like, is that the thing that works? Is that going to be the thing that sticks? Right. That's the exciting stuff. Yeah, for absolutely. Me. Huh? Yeah.
1: Just, it's hard, but sometimes you just got to get it done.
0: Sometimes you got to get it done. <laughs> sometimes you got to throw it against the wall to see mm-hmm. if it's going to stay.
1: All right. Well, thank you for sharing, Michael. I appreciate that. Uh, so now coming up, Michael, you have a little preview of our next interview with Nicole G. Lear. She's a actress, director, writer, uh, she has worked with t- tons of uh, high, uh, high-end, high upper-class actors and directors. High profile? High profile. <laughs> high end. High end. They're very expensive. Uh, but she's worked with several people. She has directed a few short things. She is constantly working on things. She has several things in the, in the works right now music videos and series and web series yeah she just is now living in new york city yeah she's right. living in just new york after city our for interview yeah. she
0: moved out to new york city to just live out there for a few months uh to also i think start working on her new film as well but let's get into
1: this preview so michael preview that episode
0: All right, League of Hustle, let's get ready for episode 82 next week. We're introducing you to Nicole G. Lear. She's an actress, producer, and a director. She is best known for her role as Kelsey in the TV series Edgemont, and in 2016, she starred in the short film Black Chicks alongside David Cubitt, that was written and directed by Neil Labute, originally from Vancouver, Canada, or as she would put it,
2: I always say that I'm from Vancouver, but in actual fact, I'm from a really small town that's about 13 hours north Oh wow! Uh, from Vancouver called Quinell. Okay. And I was born in a city that's an hour more north of that called <laughs> Prince George. Oh, wow. So you, so <laughs> but,
1: you're, you already started slowly moving down I here did. from birth.
2: <laughs> yeah. We always used to say we just kind of moved down the road as the career pro- progressed.
0: Before she was in a popular television series or before she even established her own production company, Nicole's dream wasn't to be famous
2: the thing about me is my dream from a very young age was always to move to los angeles and work towards being an actor Mm. it was never to be famous it was never to you know i didn't know what was possible i don't have the greatest i didn't have the greatest childhood i didn't have the greatest opportunities but i always knew that i wanted to be in hollywood
1: can we go back real quick it's the one phrase you just said yeah so i want you to say it again yeah it was not to be famous
2: Yeah, it was not. That was never my, like, literally, when I, I look back, I'm like, you know what? I'm probably, I had to waitress a lot, as a lot of actors and actresses do. Set out for my life. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I might be working in LA as an actress for the rest of my life, but at least I made it there and I'm working towards being life.
0: Nicole is just so busy, whether it's auditioning for other projects or running meetings for the projects she's producing and directing, Nicole is a boss. When it comes to scheduling her hustle,
2: yeah, 100%. Before I go to bed every night, I sit down, I open my day planner. I'm old school. I have a book and a pen, and I use the same, um, I think it's called Brown Lean brown or something. It's a uh, day planner every year. Same one. It's a very exciting moment when I pick up my day planner.
1: <laughs> Light shines down. Yeah, Light like shines the right
2: color. It's always black and gold. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole,
1: um, you've accomplished everything today. Uh, yes, I, I hear <laughs> Have, have a
2: chocolate, <laughs> um, but no, sit down ten minutes every night before I go to bed, and I plan out the next day because in our industry it changes, mm-hmm. you know. And I firmly believe in working out hard for an hour every day, whatever that means. Sometimes it doesn't always fit in, but as long as you know the night before, and there's a very interesting way to do this. Some people go into this. I use this a little bit, but your A list. And then your B list. And you can't go onto your B list until your A list is done. So there's some things in your planning that are non-negotiable that you have to get done Um, meeting my cinematographer, meeting my composers yesterday or the audition that always gets bumped to the A-list because you have to make those meetings. And then the B-list that's where the private things, the me time, the meeting up with the girls or sometimes networking has to go there because the work comes before networking, even though networking is part of it. So A-list then B-list and always run through it the night before.
0: All right, guys, that is our preview for next week in which we talk with Nicole G. Lear. If you're excited to hear more about Nicole and hear about her experiences, whether that is as an actor, producer or director, make sure you hit subscribe to whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way you can keep up with the hustle. All right, guys, let's get back to mine and Daniel's side hustle. All right, so that was our preview with Nicole G. Lear. Ugh, can't wait, man. Yeah, it's gonna be another exciting interview. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so good. All right, but what's also good? It's back. It's back. The hustle support statements are back. 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. <laughs> like the side hustles 2.0. So Daniel and I, uh, we had a conversation. We we weren't sure about the hustle support statements because, um, you know, sometimes they can go a bit long. Side hustles. We're trying to make th- make these more quote-unquote brief, condensed. condensed. And so I was actually talking to Daniel today um, about wanting to bring them back because I do think they're necessary and I think it's a cool thing to add to your utility belt when you approach this week on your hustle. And so we're condensing them. We're kind of treating it like Twitter. So we have about 280 characters or so, but as much as we also want to give you support, we also want to use these as moments to also ask for support. As well. We are all about transparency here on the podcast. So we want it to for you guys to feel like you can connect with us. Absolutely. So Michael, yeah, what is your
1: hustle support statement this week?
0: All right. Well, there are many days when the hustle can feel like an avalanche. Things feel out of reach and your creativity is nowhere to be found. Just remember the sky's still blue above the gray clouds, and this storm will pass. You've got this. I believe in you.
1: Nice is my support statement. What about you, man? Well, put in the work. Done. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of inspirational and motivational quotes that I could put here to try, to, to try and move you into hustling towards that dream, finishing that project. But really, in the end, the only thing that will bring your dreams to life is putting in the work. So no more excuses. Plan time and get to work. I want us to see You succeed. I want to see you moving forward. I want to see you work. So let's get to work. Yeah. I love that. Work, 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 work. work, work. And I think also
0: focusing on that work, whatever that work is. It could be a monologue. It could be a self-tape. It could be a a monologue as just writing as a screenwriter. Absolutely.
1: Focusing on that work will help move those gray clouds away. And trust me, when you, you put it, you sit down and you get it done... There's just no better feeling yeah. than that. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Uh, what do you guys think of these
0: support statements? What do you think about Katarina Van Durham's interview? Absolutely. And what are you looking forward
1: to hearing in Nicole's upcoming interview? Absolutely. And and, and and make sure you, if you're excited about Nicole's interview and you think other people will will be, make sure you're subscribing, leaving reviews and sharing the podcast with friends and family and people on the internet. Letting know about the Hollywood Hustle and about the League of Hustle. Let's grow. Let's build. Let's build this community together. Yeah.
0: We're on Anchor FM, but luckily, because we're on Anchor FM, that allows us to be on so many more podcast platforms. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all of them. So we all listen to podcasts. Your friends, I'm sure, they've got a podcast app on their phone. Let I'm sure, them they know. have a podcast. I'm sure they have a podcast <laughs> at this point. Um, but let them know about us. We really appreciate it. and we love hearing from you guys. So whether it's uh, you have a hustle support statement for this week,
1: uh, tag us on social media on Twitter. We are at La Hustlecast, and on Instagram we're at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. And make sure you're sharing your small victories and small wins with us every week. Uh, we will. We always post a video at the end of the week to kind of for a call for those comments, and we'll also share the previous weeks. Uh, Small wins, so make sure you're bringing those into us every week. We want to celebrate what's going on in your life.
0: Yeah, and if you all want to follow us personally, I am at Michael Lutheran on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L. There we go, and we're here for you guys. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today for our side hustle here on the Hollywood Hustle Podcast. This episode was edited by Monsieur Michael Lutheran, and our executive producer is Monsieur... Daniel (laughs) Tatel
1: guys we love you thank you so much for listening I I hope that as we share uh, what's going on in our lives and our updates and our hustles and our struggles that that helps you with what you're going through and that you don't feel like you're all by yourself in this because you're not we're all in this together and and we believe in you and we want you to believe in yourself and always remember when you're putting in that work to keep Keep up the hustle. hustle